0: Well, let's go ahead and do business uh, with God. Turn me up just a little bit, Amir, just a little bit. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Y'all may be seated. Y'all may be seated. All right, we are going to jump right into this. Thank you, guys. If you will, go back and turn to uh, first in, first Corinthians. I'm sorry, 1st Chronicles, we're going to go ahead and turn to 1st Chronicles Thank you guys, we're good Let's go to 1st Chronicles And we're going to uh, look at a big chunk And see what God has to say this morning 1st Chronicles chapter 29 So we're going back to that and I'm going to read a few verses And then I'm going to jump to 2nd Chronicles And then I'm going to shoot up like a rocket and let y'all go home All right, we there again? First Chronicles chapter 29. I'm going to start at verse 29. We good? Here we go. All the events of King David's reign from beginning to end are written in the record of Samuel the seer, the record of Nathan the prophet, and the record of Gad the seer. These accounts include the mighty deeds of his reign. Somebody say in everything. That happened to him <laughs> and to Israel and to all the surrounding kings. Whew. Uh, let's go to Second Chronicles. Nobody's saying, ooh, Chronicles is my favorite book to read. Uh, people wonder, like, how are you gonna preach a sermon from Chronicles? Well, that's what we do here. All right. Second Chronicles uh, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Are we there? All right, I'm going to move swiftly, but we're going to look at verse 17, and it's going to preach itself. Are we there? All right, here go, verse 17. So the Lord, 2 Chronicles, again, 36, so the Lord, in verse 17, brought the king of Babylon against them. Does everybody see that? The Lord did it, all right? Hmm. The Babylonians killed Judah's young men, even chasing after them in the temple. That's important to know. They went inside the place of worship and killed these folks. They had no pity, that's what the NLT says, on the people, killing both young men and young women. They didn't care about the ages. Y'all with me? All right. The old and the infirm. What they're saying is those who had uh, disabilities and things like that, disabled, they didn't care. There was, there was no pity on the, on those who were older either. It, everybody was, it was fair game for being slaughtered in God's temple, in God's house. God handed, God did it. God handed all of them over to Nebuchadnezzar. The king took home to Babylon all the articles, large and small, used in the temple of God and the treasures from both the Lord's temple and from the palace of the king and his officials. Then his army burned the temple of God, tore down the walls of Jerusalem, burned all the places and completely destroyed everything of value. The few who survived, there's some survivors, were taken as exiles To Babylon and they became servants to the king and his sons until somebody say until that's the hope. Come on now, until the kingdom of Persia came to power. So the message of the Lord spoken through Jeremiah was fulfilled. The land finally enjoyed its Sabbath rest, lying desolate until the 70 years was fulfilled, just as the prophet had said. Verse 22, in the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy he had given through Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put his put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout his, this, his kingdom. Here we go. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of earth. He has appointed me to build him a temple at Jerusalem, which come on now is in Judah. Any of you who are his people may go there for this task and may the Lord your God be with you. Back at First Chronicles 29, 29, all the events of King's reign, David King, uh, King David's reign, from beginning to end, are written in the record. Samuel the seer recorded Nathan the prophet. Record Gad the seer. These accounts include the mighty deeds of his reign and everything that happened, everything that happened to him and to Israel and to all the surrounding kingdoms. So we are in Genesis, the Exodus. In Genesis to Revelation, God at work. How is God at work in Second Chronicles, 1 Chronicles and Second Chronicles? How is God at work? You see, I'm excited, right? Because I know God is at work. God cares about the details. Hear that? He cares about the details. God is at work in your history. God is at work in our history the, the genealogies of all these people Are recorded, we're doing an overview In, in first, uh Chronicles Chapter 1 through 9 There's all these genealogies And he starts, the, the, the chronicler Some people say it's Ezra, he starts with Adam Starts with Adam Starts with the beginning of man Kind, goes all through these genealogies Why? Because the details Matter History matters Now this is the thing about history Uh I don't know about y'all, but there's some things that I want omitted. Okay, I don't want all my history on on public display. I don't want everybody knowing all my stuff. Matter of fact, I want everybody to see me when when I'm doing good. Because this is the thing about history and our story. People will condemn us for our failures. And oftentimes will not celebrate us for our success. Oh, quick to condemn us for our failures, right? And will not celebrate us for our success when it's on public display. But the details matter to God. God is at work through the history. And it was important that he had recorded history. Now, last week, Jonathan went through first and second kings. That that is at the beginning of captivity. Now we have first and second chronicles, which is at the end of captivity. They are given this history to give them hope. That God is still at work Because when you are in A bondage, a slavery, a captivity Spiritual, physical, whatever it is You need some hope I need to know that God is still working in my life When everything is broken and everything is falling apart And when I feel like I can't move And when I feel trapped and when I feel stuck I need to know God is at work, right? Yeah, Yeah. I, I need somebody Or something to give me some kind of hope God use something To let me know that you are still with us And God was letting them know that the promise is still at work. That I got some for you. That there's a promise that's, that's coming. So he gives all this history, all this recorded detail. But he writes down what matters most. Somebody might read about David, and they don't find anything about Bathsheba in this. They don't, we know about it, but it's not in First and Second Chronicles. That wasn't significant. But He put some other stuff in there for us to see Because the details matter now let me tell you something uh, Not of all, all Of us are uh, people that I know they don't Want you to know who they're related to you ever Seen a family tree on t-shirts and stuff Now on the family tree you might have a name that Says you know uh, johnson you might see Smith, but it don't say that that Johnson never married. It never says that it just says Johnson It never said that that Smith was a bootlegger for, for grandma and them in the country. It Just say Smith, right? It don't give them detail, but it lets you know where you go. It don't say that Uh-huh. It don't say that this family the Quinn family, you know There was a bunch of harlots and stuff like that and that they they, had, they used to cut people in the street with knives It just, it just has the family tree because God gives us what matters most The details matter but the details that God allows, amen? The history is important. Where we came from, who we were born to. God did not, even though people made mistakes, God didn't make a mistake. Like it was not an accident, the family that we were born into. It wasn't an accident. The kingdom or tribe, when I say kingdom, the city that we're born into, the tribe, the, the culture in our environment, it wasn't an accident. The, 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 the religious background, that some of us came from a Kojic background or a Baptist background or a gang member background, it was, it was not an accident. God wasn't caught off guard like, oh, my gosh, I meant to put their seed and sperm in the other, in the other tribe. Yeah, I, I missed it. No, no, we miss it. He don't miss it. So, so God is in all the details, and the details are important. But another thing I love is that man, God is at work in the leadership. Here's a biggie. <laughs> oh my gosh. There are leaders that God's appoint, that God appoints, and there are leaders that God allows. <laughs> God dropped that in my (laughs) chandelier. I'm telling you, I spent a time in this passage and and, and all these books, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, Lord. So, because what you see is this king did like their fathers and followed the Lord. This king followed wickedness. This king followed after their fathers in the Lord. This king followed after wickedness. This king was wicked. There were were godly kings mm, that God appointed. And they were wicked kings that God allowed. We see it all the time, right? We see it in our political system. Man, you be like, "Oh my gosh, man, this leader was so good." Then you have another leader, and like, "Oh gosh, we can't get these potholes fixed." You know, like what? what it? Some that God appoints, some that God allows, but He's still overarching in control. Mm-hmm. Because He's not, uh, He's not making with wickedness, but He show us sanction it, and that hurts sometimes, right? But it's all for us to turn to repentance. Every time something bad happens To us it's for us to turn to God no Matter what it is and it might be bad That we brought on ourselves or something bad that just Happens because of life suffering Should always turn us to the Lord regardless Sometimes we have to repent of sin And sometimes we just need to say Lord we, I bless Your name so, so, so they're going through this thing with these different Leaders and man David Is a good king despite his issues Solomon is a good king despite his issues But they have some wicked kings And every leader Every king, don't miss this. Needed a prophet. I, I, I was talking to somebody who's a president of a major college. I won't tell you their name. And they were they were they were talking to me last week. And they were they were apologizing because I wasn't um, invited to a table. Okay, I wasn't invited to a table because they forgot to invite me. And they realized at, at, when they were taking some pictures and they were looking at the list of names that my name wasn't on there to be invited. Hear me to be at the table with the kings, the prophet, all right? And I told this leader, I don't ever care about being invited to the table. I wanna influence it. And this leader said, I said, I'm good. I said, there are gonna be some people that get upset because their name was not at the table. I said, but I don't have to be at the table. You know what I'm talking about? I said, I wanna influence the table and they got it. That's what God did with the prophets. The, the prophets were never trying to, to trying to get the uh, the favor of the king. They were trying to influence the king to follow the Lord. I, I need I need you to do what's right by the people. And and what I love about the prophets that were named, you got Samuel whose name, you got Nathan whose name, you got Gad whose name. They are all pointed to a king. Who are you appointed to? Who has God called you to speak life into? Come on now, and will you do it boldly? Y- y'all get that? Will you do it? Because it's being recorded. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> it, it is being documented in the annals of time and history. And we, we are before judgment, which we will be, I want, I want God to be able to say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You spoke what I asked you to speak. You were not afraid to speak truth to power. You were my mouthpiece. You were able to prophesy, huh? To foretell and foretell, to foretell. I see something coming. This is what I see, but able to foretell. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. Huh? But then, as kings, because all of us, come on now, as kings, we are also in positions of leadership. God has also given us influence. Man, how are we leading people? Are we leading them to a place of wickedness, friend, or a place of worship? Like, are we helping people to be more godly or to be more wicked? Are we are we helping them intentionally or unintentionally to 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 keep perpetuating sin because we won't say nothing about it or because that's how our life is. We just you know, we don't want to rock the boat. Huh? So so here it is that God has leaders. He has these kings. He has these prophets. And man, the godly kings, they lead people to worship God and destroy the idols, the godly kings, because they don't mind calling stuff out. And then the wicked kings, they lead people away from God and to build idols. You can always see wicked people building an idol for themselves because Nebuchadnezzar, he built an idol that looked like him. Or they're building idols of other things hmm? because they might worship people who, are, who have money that support their political movement. And they want to get you like I support that person who's wicked. But the prophet comes and say it's all wrong tear it all down there's only one god and as fred preached before they wouldn't even have these issues if they had just allowed god to be king but they started looking at all the little cities around them we want to be like atlanta oh we want to be like dc oh we want to be like chicago do you really know oh my god but look at jackson look at what's going on right now look at michigan look at what's going on right now wickedness is destroying the land huh got people stealing welfare money out of Mississippi that's wickedness people in political power because the kings are wicked but the prophets got to say that's wrong and we won't bow down amen so, so so here goes you got God at work he's through history he gives all the details man this is who is who this is who related to who this is who's going to be in this position this is who I have in this position and then God is at work in the leadership but what kind of leaders are we going to be right Ah tell you one thing I liked. I was reading uh, in 1 Chronicles 17, and David, as a good leader, he said, man, I'm going to build me a temple for the Lord. You know, we got these tents and stuff. Gosh, shouldn't be in no tent. Look at my house. I got a big old house, <laughs> big old palaces. And Nathan said, man, yeah, you're the king. You love the Lord do whatever's in your heart. That's what's up. This in 1 Chronicles 17. He said, do that, do that, do that. And, and then the prophet go to sleep. And then the Lord says, I said, no. Go back and tell David, no. He got too much blood on his hands. He's a man of war. He can't do it. Okay, I'm going to let his son do it. This is is where you get a crossroads between godly kings and godly prophets. The prophet goes back. He could have said, I already told the king one thing, and I care too much about my palm getting greased. I don't want to be seen as a false prophet. Come on now, because TBN won't invite me back. I also want to be liked by the king the king might have me killed there was no hesitation when you read the scriptures he immediately went back to the king and this is how we know we have a godly king moriah david said okay solomon gonna do it that's what the lord wants cool no issue about it you have two that follow the lord david trusted the man of god to hear from god and god trusted david to do what he said Oh, my gosh, that is godly leadership, and I want to do that. I don't want to have partial obedience, that disobedience. I don't want to hesitate on the word of God. The minute he tells us to do it, do it, move, move, the minute he does it. And, that man, you see Nathan, he goes and tells him what to do, and David does that. Man, this is another one that was good to me, where we see God at work in worship. At worship, Mariah. We see God at work in history. Y'all follow me? We see God at work in leadership. Come on, this is about us. We see God at work in worship. How do I know it? Because He built the temple. He didn't use His hands, He used His voice. This is what I want you to do. (laughs) His word is what built His church. His temple. This is this is the instructions. This is how I need it to look. Matter of fact, if you look at First Chronicles twenty three, it gives all the duties of everybody. This is what I need. This is what materials need to be in there. This is what I need put in here. And, and this is who I need to be in there. This is why the details are important. All right, I need these Levites. I'm gonna tell you what I like about the Levites. None of them were younger than 30, 30 years old. It's all thirty and older. So if people feel like they're too old to serve the Lord. You a lie, because it said thirty and older. Older, they, I mean, just old, serving the Lord and equipped to do it because he called them. These are who I want. And then he had certain priests that came from the line of Aaron. I need these. Now, why is this important? Because when the children of Israel who were about to leave Babylon, leave captivity, when they had a record of this, they were able to see who needed to be where. Right. So nobody could say, well, I want to be in the temple. No, that ain't your role. No, mm-mm. You're supposed to be in the garden we need you in the garden you no, you don't play tambourine you don't play tambourine yeah because the details matter because if we don't follow the instructions we throw off worship when we're not obedient we throw off worship when we're not obedient we mess up the house of god when we come in with our own agenda we throw stuff off we don't even know it but spiritually we mess stuff off when we come in with an entitlement attitude or, I, I want to do this in here messes up everything and that's what we got a lot of folk doing in church they feel entitled because grandmama such and such was relate to such and such and i ought to be in this position and you done thrown up worship with your nasty attitude and with your nasty spirit and you ain't even got this gift you just like it but that's not what god put you in place to do and god he's at work in the details with the levites and with the priests and this is where i want you last thing god was at work in restoration He kept his promise. I'm gonna restore you all. Now I'm gonna mess y'all up with this last thing. Y'all ready? When God tells us to move, we are gonna be confronted with two things. Y'all ready? Y'all sure y'all ready? All right. Obedience and convenience. When God tells us to move, we're always going to be confronted with obedience and convenience they're in captivity and they became comfortable in their bondage they found good jobs kids start going to school family members died so they said well might as well stay here they started learning the customs of babylon man we didn't been here long enough 70 some years what you mean we could go back Yeah, Sometimes you got to go back to go forward. I want you to go back to Jerusalem. And and their comfort, their convenience became more important to some than the promise that God had made. I want to drop something else on you. Sometimes when people die, you lose the importance of God's promises you lose the importance of God's word because those elders have died off and they don't get to reinforce what we heard. Y'all feel what I'm saying? So we got to keep it going. Don't forget this is what God said in 70 years. Don't forget this is what God said in 70 years. Jeremiah said this. This is what God's going to do. Don't forget what God said he's going to do. Don't forget what God said he's going to do. And when they die off, pass it on. Don't forget what God said he's going to do. Don't forget what God said he's going to do. And we got to keep that momentum going even when we don't see it because if we do not keep on repeating the word of God, we'll lose that momentum. People are not excited about God's word no more because it's not being passed on. So when God's promises arrives, they ain't ready for it. They're like, man, I don't want to do that. Why would I want to go back to church? I like being in my pajamas at the house. But it's promise said we're gonna gather. We're gonna gather. We're gonna gather. I know, I know y'all been at, I know you've been behind the camera this long, but we're gonna gather. I don't want not gather. I want to sit here and eat my my breakfast and look at the camera and I want to have a pastor that's in New York. Don't get comfortable in Babylon when God is saying, I'm calling you back to restore the place of worship. God is at work. And he's like, I want to restore worship because whatever we had going pre-pandemic wasn't working. That's a word, y'all. God's like, I want, I want to rebuild my temple. I w- some people died off. And I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not prof, prof, uh, prophet lying right here and said they had to die off. But there's some people that were faithful in God's house that had died off because of COVID. And there's some other people that got to take the reins. And he's like, go back. Restore worship. Go back. Do not get so comfortable in your convenience that you're not obedient. To the promise that God has. I keep saying lastly. It's amazing how God used this last pagan King to be a blessing to the people of God. And if God decides to bless us through somebody who's a pagan. Don't say I don't want it. You better take it and do what God assigned. Amen. Amen God we just thank you for your word We thank you that we can walk through your word And that you can empower us and show us Where you are God At work Now Lord I ask that you would allow this word To be sealed in us Now save somebody Save somebody who who has not seen you Lord God open their eyes So they can see you clearly And that they'll be drawn to you That they'll repent and give their life to you Lord God because you were at work Supernaturally through your spirit And anybody else who is saved, Lord God, who just needs to be delivered and be encouraged, do that too. In Jesus name. Amen.